2: subscribe to and rate the minnesota football show on itunes welcome to another edition of the minnesota football the show. Minnesota. show i am one of your co hosts rodrigo sanchez chavarria i am joined by always bridget patao and the you remember watching that movie unbreakable eric
1: oh geez i wonder <laughs> where you're gonna go with this
2: yeah yeah apparently you're not unbreakable yeah and, a, and a wonderful friend eric so Better man who will have to tell us a story about how um, he realized that he
1: doesn't have mutant healing powers. So, Well, I mean, I still kind of feel like I do because there haven't, hasn't been that much pain, but the, one of the docs has even surprised too. But it, yeah, it turns out it, I do have a break. Um, so yeah, cast it up and it sucks and it's inconvenient, but uh, got a couple more, got another meeting or uh, appointment rather coming up and we'll kind of see where we go from there whether there's going to be surgery or not but yeah it sucks yeah well when you
2: go in for your next appointment ask if you can have more than one sucker on your way out <laughs> or stickers you know because that's that's the best part
1: i was so confident last week too i'm pretty sure i said oh yeah it's cool that nothing was broke whatever yeah mm-hmm. i guess that's wrong but whatever it's usually how it goes yeah um it's that it's not exactly the wrist either by the way the uh the um uh, distal distal radius what's going on there's another one but that's the big thing there but anyway enough of that i don't want to talk about it cuz it fucking sucks um how are you guys uh
2: because it's gotten colder like fall like weather so like i'm playing that game is it is it covid or allergies again <laughs> so yep <laughs> so like cuz i'm friday like we're back, at, we're back in, at my work. We're literally back at full time. So like everybody's in my office and like I'm keeping my distance, but like, like it's just so many people. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And then I come home and I feel like, you know, I can't tell. It's not a cold. It feels like a cold, but it feels like allergies too. And I'm like, eh. so it's allergies more than likely. But besides that, I mean, mm. I mean, I was glad I wasn't at the fair. Like, last night so that's good
1: yeah okay i i got messages like again all these things started to happen right before i go to bed that's that's when i got my break info too but what what happened really there was a couple of fights and then shooting and, and now they're and, like permanently closing the fair for like the next few days or whatever no oh really? okay. i read I that know. one then i don't know
0: they i mean they shut it down early last night
1: yeah
0: and sent made everyone leave there was I think like 930, it was like a rumor when, when there were fights happening. Some people went on Twitter and talked about like, you know, maybe something bigger was happening, but then at like 10 o'clock, they said that's shots fired. They found one like young guy wounded, um, sounded like he was going to be okay. But, uh, yeah, they shut it down early 10 o'clock, sent everybody out.
2: And, and your favorite part to get cookies, they get really hard after 30 minutes. Closed their windows and literally all hell broke loose. People were fighting over cookies.
1: It was one of those days. Sounds like uh, that sounds like a good representation of late stage capitalism right there. Or or maybe I mean, nice. Whichever 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 you yeah. want to address it. Oh. I mean,
0: you pay all that money to get into the fair, just get your cookies once a year. You know, yep. they shut down early. There goes your year yes you can buy those from the freezer section of most go- grocery stores and they taste yeah, more than just likely, fine yeah.
2: just <laughs> like yep. the pronto pups too I mean okay yep. yep so there you go yeah that's that's one great news to talk about um because we were literally planning on going to the fair today so we'll see how that
0: works yeah I mean us. they made it a whole week with no like no issues whatsoever and things seemed good and uh yeah but happened. also
2: yesterday from the images that's the most people i've seen in the pair in like four years yes
0: mm-hmm. i had a couple of friends ask if i wanted to go and they i said no it's too much walking for me anyway but um then they sent me photos like from you know as they're walking around and all week like just a sea of wall wall people no thank you
1: yeah i don't think my anxiety would do well with that not right now and, and the know, kids would want even, to do it anyway even so
0: pre even pre-covid literally say, like, if,
1: I'm, but, yeah.
2: like <laughs> if we're going today i'm literally just gonna get my food and go that's it yeah that's yeah. my cheese curds here's my bucket of fries yes.
0: last time There's i went cheese. uh was probably like five years ago my niece was like six months old and we went at like 10 a.m and we got a couple of our favorite things and then we were out of there before the crowds got bad it was like a thursday morning too, or something like kids. that yeah <laughs> it was perfect
1: No, no. <laughs> they, they wanted to do the slide they wanted to see animals it's like great we'll go at nine we'll leave at noon perfect yeah on like a tuesday i think we went <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that
0: yeah i did all that and then i went to work afterwards like two in the afternoon like, right. Right. that's
2: the thing too because like the fair this year's is- not only had a shooting, but also had like, you know, flash flood. That was really, but really anyways. Yeah. So we're back. Um, we'll talk some soccer at one point, I believe, you know, well, we'll yeah, but but.
1: it it was a double this week in Minnesota United and it didn't go well. (laughs) Let's, let's just start with Wednesday. Um, I was obviously very busy with, Uh, life and medical stuff, or whatever, but I saw this score and was like, huh, okay. Um, so they go to Salt Lake and they kind of get their butts handed to them. Three nil is your final score. Uh, we should mention here that both Reynoso and Fragapane, and who else was rested? Somebody else, too, right?
0: um Maria and uh, Lude, a bunch of them, Lude was on the bench. Yeah, most of the, like, most of the front starters were, were rested. Like Ray and Frogapane didn't even make the trip, but um, yeah, midweek game with the, with the big slate ahead. So gave some other guys a chance and uh, yeah, some of them (laughs) looked good. Some of them looked good um, for, for their part, but uh, yeah, didn't still didn't very well 100 degrees what,
1: what all did you see because i obviously didn't watch this one so i'll just be quiet and let you all break it down for like i think my so. favorite thing was like in
2: the broadcast that i was watching they were comparing um they were trying to do a play on words they're comparing and um he's two teddy bears right because they were having like a teddy bear promotion thing that the first goal that is scored or whatever everyone throw the teddy bears and into the field and like i literally yeah, see that like that was kind of cool minutes. I don't know how many yeah, minutes yeah. before they score, but it is you right you know boom teddy That's bears right. all over yeah so that, that was yeah that, that was, was their
0: uh kick childhood cancer game so they were they got those as donations for one of the hospitals over there um
1: super cool kind of wish
0: a... kind of wish that Minnesota had done that with their with their kick childhood cancer night but
1: you know um not yeah
0: hard. no
2: I wish to be make uh, Heath plush dolls so that way we could just throw them onto the field. When we, score, I think that'd be awesome. I mean, I, th-
1: I, I, th- I think supporters might have a uh, might have some other ideas of what to do with anything that may or may not be. I just, I just think oh, it'd be rage really rage. engaging
2: just to have <laughs> Heath yeah. plush dolls. Like seriously, like why not? Like I mean, they
0: did the gnome. Yeah.
1: Like yeah,
0: bring that stuff. Those don't those don't burn Bridget. <laughs>
1: Anyway, tell tell me about the match. Um, what else did you guys see? Um, what what? Bridget, you mentioned some people did a good job, some people did not. So, give me a couple positives and negatives, if you would please.
0: I mean, we saw more of Mender Garcia. He played pretty well, moved the ball pretty well. Um, couldn't get around uh, Salt Lake's defense. Um, I mean, Salt Lake was missing a few key guys, but they still had Severino and Cordova and. I mean, the for the amount of chances that Salt Lake got, Minnesota's lucky to walk away down three zero, only three. Um, Coleman got a start, obviously in place of DeBossi. Uh Not great, but he had he had some good moments. I mean, we we were talking about this yesterday. He's not as fast as he used to be, um, so he's not, you know, he's not as de- dependable on those like sprints back onto defense. Um so I think they kind of have to uh tweak who does what. And that's going to take a little while between Boxy and common and and all of those guys. But um he had some he had some good stops. And the midfield, I mean without Lude, it was it was kind of interesting to watch. Um, it was obvious that the that they were missing a piece through midfield um there just wasn't much chemistry there with the guys who were available um Lude did come in and it didn't you would think that it would change the game a little bit but it really didn't
2: i think i think ever since debassi went down and this has also been prevalent in some of our times it's like this offense loves to use their fullbacks to attack uh-huh. But don't have a set defensive mind for that counter attack. So then it always leaves, um, you know, our two center backs to to try to try to cover and to people try to come back. And I think, you know, honestly, like I understand why, right? And I, and, I, and we've seen the results that we get when that happens when our fullbacks are involved. But when you have Two center backs who haven't really played with each other—it's just going to really, really be real messy. And I think it ended up proving that. Right, like we were pushing, we were pushing to to try to score. We're trying to push everything. I mean, literally, this, this this starting lineup was just you know throwing all the young kids or throwing everyone else that could play and try to see what <sighs> we could do. It, it wasn't really a starting eleven that you feel confident in the aspect of we can get a good result out of it right and i just want to put a, a footnote in there for listeners
1: 12. um because we didn't really mention it after last week but we know now that debassi um what was what well, i don't remember the actual injury is but he's out for the season
2: ruptured quad. Like a
1: rupture quad yeah there you go yeah. so please please continue sorry i just wanted to put that in
2: no and i think it's just it's just one of those things where like you have to adjust your at least your back four in a sense so that way we don't we don't use our our full back so much cuz that's going to leave us super exposed every time specifically when you still haven't figured out who that six is but you do have that eight and 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 Lou that's not playing it's just you know um it's just something that people are really going to exploit i think overall and i think that's the problem is that we are we are going to what you've seen the last two games are there's just these two center backs trying to figure out how to work with each other and everyone else, but that yep. needs to be taken care of at practice, right? Um needs to be understanding who is a six, or do we play with two sixes in the situation yeah. or do we play a triangle with two sixes and an eight, right? And then put uh and then put Reynoso on a wing, right? I mean it has to be a sort of combination that helps you. Be able to relieve some of that pressure because if you <laughs> just keep on bombing your fullbacks you're gonna get you're gonna get what the results that you're getting right now and I think that's mm-hmm. just one of the things and I, and I understand it's part of this offense and I understand it works. I mean I, I, I think DJ Taylor uh we'll talk about it but I think DJ Taylor is having a, a good season but I also like in this game the one thing I did like seeing was Jogo getting some playing time and Jogo looks decent. It looks mm-hmm. decent for a six, and it looks decent making those passes. I just think he just needs, like I tweeted out, he just needs 45 <clears throat> minutes. Someone give him 45 minutes, give him a hat, Because every time yep. he comes in, it's like, you know, it's not that long, right? Yeah, like and he's he,
0: he's thrown in when when things have basically already been decided. Right.
2: So so suppose he's just kind of out there running
0: around, taking mm-hmm. him space. Mm-hmm.
2: Like at this point, I prefer Jogo over Rosales, to be honest. Um, i think that's that's an option that you can use it. but overall i think it's just you know it's interesting people are upset at this result when you look at you look at the uh at the starting 11 and you really thought you were going to get a result that way i i'm i'm not yeah. sure so
1: um two responses so number one what what you were saying about trying to get it all together and get it you know figure out positioning and figure out relationships it's it's pretty difficult right now considering there's only five matches left <laughs> we're at the tail end of the season and to still um have to work that out right now is is just probably impossible um the other thing i was going to say is you know credit due to real salt lake they're surging uh we'll talk about portland surging as well and nashville but how cool i mean it's interesting to me that like, cordova and Saverino both um uh, Venezuelan national team players and I don't know, whoever does their scouting found something and saw something there. So you got these two guys that, you know, well, granted the Venezuelan national team didn't do great in Copa America or, or a lot of international tournaments, but they have that experience playing together and they're clearly good players. So, you know, good on them for making, making some good, um, good scouting. Um yeah, all right anything else they were good
0: <clears throat> they were fun to watch um i will point out like common and boxy don't need to like you know build chemistry and and really figure things out yes that's a longer term issue they've been playing together long enough it's not like Coleman's uh the new guy coming into this they've both been here for the boxy he came here from the beginning so um they just need to communicate more and that's something you can start right away um, and it's something that they haven't quite done uh we'll talk a little bit more about that with last night's game but um i think it's just a little confusion over maybe not preparing correctly for what you're actually going to be facing uh, i think saffarino and and Cordova were both kind of a surprise that they were, you know, as on it as they were that night. Um, they definitely weren't prepared for that like three pronged attack, um, or for those two guys to be the target guys. Uh, but they really, I mean, again, yeah, like you said, credit to Salt Lake for um, for scouting those guys. They really kind of carried the game on their own shoulders. Uh, Julio scored the third one like minutes after he subbed in, um, they saw yeah. opportunities the and they hits. took
1: them. seen that one before.
0: <laughs> they, <laughs> they saw the opportunities and yeah. they took them and, uh, that's, that's what gets it done. So, yeah. And I
2: think, it, I think one of the, one of the players from Real Salt Lake that doesn't get the credit that he does, um, just like lewd in our sense is, uh, Justin Miriam. He was tearing up. Are midfield all the time and trying to play balls into the into the last third. And I think when you have someone that can do that, and he's and he's proved it in the playoffs, is uh, you know it's if they're reaching their form now, it's going to be really interesting what that's going to be like. Um, you know, if Real Salt Lake ends up making it into the playoffs, but I mean, like it's it's a giveaway. away. You lost three nothing. You know, there was a reason that you rested all these players was because you really wanted to show a good match game
1: at home all right pa- and- pause there because we'll get there <laughs> yes we'll get there just give me a sec because we're going to talk a little bit me just mentioned the rest of the wednesday slate because i i mentioned this too um i'm, I'm going to skip most of them philly keeps cruising um galaxy Hall, dc actually get a, a pretty big win good for them um venteke is in there now if i heard uh Houston Dynamo host LAFC, who would have called this that Houston Dynamo uh would beat them 2 to 1. So huge win for them to kind of slow LAFC down a little bit. And again, the two that are important for Minnesota United supporters, Nashville and Portland actually both get wins. Nashville 4-1 over Colorado and Portland beat Austin um, 2 to 1. I didn't even get the final score in here. So now I think Rodrigo, we can we can get to where you're going, which was yesterday, um, and we'll talk about these other scores as well. But uh, it was a pretty ugly one. <laughs> well, well, so Minnesota United hosting Dallas and Allianz. Um, let's talk a little bit about the first half before we talk about just the disaster in the second half. Um, go ahead, whoever wants to take it. I
2: thought it was a it was a it was a pretty even match. The first 45 minutes each team was trying to um, find avenues. It was pretty evident that um Dallas was going to double team Reynosa when he got the ball, but it's also pretty evident that they didn't want us to go down the left side using Fragapani. It. So it was a real task for us to be able to find an outlet. And um, there were opportunities where were where our left side was extremely um condensed, right, um, where we should have been able to switch the ball all the way to where D.J. Taylor was and whatnot and and move the ball out that way towards Bongi and stuff. But, but I mean, I thought it was pretty even. I mean, um, Dallas had two good chances that literally felt like goals. We had a couple, right. Um, I thought it was a pretty even first um, first half.
0: Yeah, and we were finally playing through the midfield. We've seen so many games lately where it's uh, just a foot race between thirds, but no one can quite figure out what to do with the ball in the final third uh, or turnovers happen in the final third. Uh, There was a lot more passing through midfield. Um, That was still like first half. I think they had like four, 300 some passes to Minnesota's like 150 or something like that. Um so they did a really good job of holding off those passes and targeting the guys who make the passes which we'll get to. Um but yeah it was I think it was a more uh entertaining interesting uh full performance from the first half obviously well, let me ask finishing you this. could have been what, better.
1: To both of you what do you think changed at halftime because clearly Dallas must have seen something right and been like okay we need to go after this or we need to like anyway take away. What, what what do you think that locker room was like what do you think they were talking about
0: well they at half Heath said he was pretty pretty happy they just needed to be better in the final third and actually make those make those chances work um they only had two shots on target the entire match uh 15, 14 or 15 shots. Um, and it, I mean, I think the instructions at, at halftime were, you know, to, to keep pressing, uh, and to do more of the same, but, um, obviously Dallas was really pressing the guys who really make those plays work. Um, we see Reno also sub out, um, mm-hmm. after the first goal, but, They were targeting him and and really opening up some spaces um that
1: i was thinking more in terms of uh, sorry in terms of estevez for dallas like do you think do you think he saw maybe a a hole there with Coleman and trap or something it was just like we need to go after them
0: well i mean their their whole offense is about just getting behind defense and boxy talked about it afterwards saying you know you everyone kind of has their guy to focus on. And in some moments you might think that one guy is going to be more dangerous and you're wrong. It's the other guy. Yeah. Uh, And that's, that's exactly what we saw between Ferreira and Velasco.
1: Yep. You know,
0: one, one would draw three defenders. The other one would run in behind them and get the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Those, those two goals, that's exactly what happened. And, and that's what, that's um, that's what Ferreira did. The First goal that Boxy tried to touch out and it ended up yep. going in for an own goal. That's exactly what Ferrero was doing there. Yep. Um,
1: 55th minute. That was that was a tough one. But yeah, you're exactly right. Like, yeah, I got nothing to add. I and mean, then... and
0: he and he said afterwards, like these guys, they knew that that's how these guys are gonna play. They knew it was gonna be tough. They knew that they needed to stay on top of those guys. But like he mentioned that. You know, he can have like a, a momentary lapse in focus and allow that to happen and, you know, have to own a result like this, whereas Ferreira makes that happen one time and he's the hero of the match. So the, you know, there's, there's that balance between, you know, responsibilities and, and uh, uh, the overall picture One a, a couple small I don't think it was like a huge commons caught ball watching on one of them but like the first two I think was just kind of a momentary lapse where the
1: yeah one guy and, and manages like said, like, to
0: get behind the other. So
1: that's right. The own goal was, was hard to watch but like you said had he not done anything he was right on him. Yeah he, that he was going. In. Care I mean
0: yeah that was going um, in no matter what. So yeah I, I so, think so, it's so interesting.
1: The, go, ahead, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. No go
1: ahead. No I was gonna say that I'm just trying to th- Think about the laps then, because I'm, I'm jumping a little bit. But this is three goals in three minutes, which is painful. Um, what what happens between the first and second goal? Because I mean that Velasco, like it just falls right to him, and he just turns and blasts it. And that that one really
0: stung. They they just hadn't really reset yet.
1: Yeah, and he's so still kind he of found stung. that stung. He
0: found that space, and and it was the same thing on the third goal, where yeah. everyone is focusing on those guys. One well, th- gets that behind, one... takes the shot. And yeah, and Coleman hadn't stepped to it. Boxy had stepped to somebody else. Coleman was there and I think might have slipped in, thought, thought he was going to cut in towards him, and then slipped and he went around him. Um, go ahead. Th-
1: I was going to say the third one starts, though, with the shot off the crossbar, right? So do you think maybe, in, in a sense, like if i have Playing defense, I very seldom do that, but hits the bar. You're following the ball off the re off the off the ricochet, right? And maybe not expecting it to. I don't know. I'm just trying to get into like the, the defender's well, head. It, I,
0: I mean, the ball the ball was back like outside the 18, or maybe just oh yeah. inside.
1: You're right because they had to restart it. Was, and, and,
0: yeah, yeah right. so it did ricochet, but it didn't like fall in the box, like right behind them. Mm -hmm. It was well outside. And basically they were able to to reset, not think of it as defending a rebound, but it was it was a new ball essentially. Um within seconds, because I mean it was like
1: five seconds.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you had these guys you had these guys who are still like coming back from reacting to that initial shot that did hit the Mm -hmm. crossbar and they're not quite ready to step to the guy who's who's on the near post. Um, and they, I mean, there were, there were five, five guys in blue shirts standing right there, but all it takes is that one guy. And he, he knew that space was going to come because he had watched that the first two goals. That's, it was like, they had mapped it for him. Um, yeah. Yeah. So God,
1: I mean, it. It was really hard to watch. Like, I, I started laughing honestly because it's like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was waiting for the fourth one so I can
2: stand up and yell a connect four. So, but didn't get a Man. chance to do that. I, I think also like something that we need to talk about is at the beginning of this game, and and what I was watching is is Dallas try to play a lot to Polo Riolà. And then yeah and then the loons were able to shut that down in a sense right so it became less and less dangerous so then you look at who do you have and you look at this team right i mean they got pamico they just recently got uh becky g's uh worse have um uh sebastian you get they get and so like you have players that can put the ball in certain places and um they're not so dimensional, and Ferreira is very good at, at working that back line and just stepping uh-huh. into the in, into that right time where he needs to step up, and that's how the second goal was. It was a recycled ball, yes, yeah, but but then, but then Ferreira was just right there waiting for uh, like you get to cross the ball in, and he just beat that ball. And Voxel did you know, was caught watching, but in that sense, it's a split-second decision that if you know this player, he's going to do it. And that was it. I mean, I think DSC could have done some things as well, too. But overall, I mean, a lot of this stuff. I
0: mean, he kept it from being like 6
2: 0. Yeah. <laughs> he did do some of that. But at the same time, like, I think it's, 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 this team is a much better suited team to defeat us than, let's say, Austin is.
0: Yeah. And I, it, I mean, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of funny because these are all guys who have troubled the loons before on different teams you have gone up against Pomicle, you've gone up against, against Ariola. Uh they've seen Ferreira, they know what all these guys are capable of. Um, but you you throw them all together. I think maybe there's kind of some like a a little bit of unknown factor in in how they would all work together um against a side like Minnesota. Cause they've been kind of unpredictable so far. They're they're doing well, but they're their system seems to be a little unpredictable in how they're how they're actually going to come out. Um yeah, I mean, Dane, Dane had some really good moments. There are definitely times he he was frustrated with the back line too. Um and I think that's where that communication and that chemistry come in. Cause I mean, he and he and Boxy and Coleman have all been together long enough um that they should be able to communicate some of those things. Uh Dane comes far off of his line a few times just so he doesn't have to worry about it going into his box. He ran out and kicked it out so he didn't have to deal with that. Um Yeah, I, I mean there I think he he could have gotten to that third one. Uh the own goal was going in either way. He he was uh, he was leaning the other way, so it could, it could have been better all around, for sure. Um in terms of the interior right. backline
2: but but i mean I'll, you, you come also with a 4231 and they got a 433 going you, you you if you see that they're they're unable to make that you've you got to be able to make some adjustments into that midfield to support mm-hmm. your backline for especially knowing that they're getting you know that that they're getting a lot of, a lot of action And so either you talk like you said communicate what your change is going to be mm-hmm. like if is Lauren's going to go up? Is she going to be more defensive? Is Taylor going to just go up? Who's going to be more defensive? Who's going to, cause they, they need, they needed a third player back there, like close enough because every time we pushed up, uh, you know, we trap was pushing up and Woltrap trap did not have a good game. Um, I know, honestly, like a lot of players did not have a good game. And whenever, whenever I the forgot Argentinians... he was,
0: I forgot he was out there until he was yeah. out.
2: Yeah. And, and when the Argentinians get frustrated, like, that's when all the bad things happen. Reynoso was yeah, getting so, hit a
1: lot. Right. What what happens to Reynoso? He goes out in 62nd. The 62nd. Um, they're working on him on the bench. You, do you all know any, any Well, he just keeps getting
0: hit. Okay. And he he did he did roll the ankle again, the same one that he was out with a few weeks ago. Um, that's why he ended up. Most of the time, he would go down and and he'd kind of watch the play figure out if he was going to stand up and, and go back up. Um, but yeah, he, he went down well behind the play in like the 45th minute stayed down, um, ended up like crawling off the pitch and over to the trainers who were thankfully standing right there, 10 feet away from him. Um, yeah. but yeah, he, he was able to go, I'm not sure why they put him back out immediately, maybe to to give Garcia a little bit more time to warm up, but, um, Yeah. He, he did roll the ankle again. He said it was swollen and they'd have to kind of watch it for the next few days, but the plan there is to, sounds like they'll rest him against Portland next Saturday. Um, and potentially the next match as well so that they can have, um, have him (laughs) fresh and, you know, actually fairly recovered for the final. He
1: gets a red off of the second yellow. I didn't even see what he did, but probably just frustration it sounds like from what yeah you're I
2: mean me. yeah we we couldn't get the ball to Fragapane or that whole left side the whole the whole game literally like there were chances moments but nothing concrete enough to be able to to build off of that when when a team makes you literally almost one-dimensional it's super easy to 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 frustrate the other team and I think Dallas yeah. did a really good job doing that I think you know yeah. you can't when once you're up two goals it, the the morale not only switches, but also understanding that you don't longer have to press. You can just contain, right? You yeah. have, you have a cushion lead. And so yes. I honestly thought Lude had a really, he had a good game, like a really good game. Like he was he my did, yeah. like, he intercepted the ball. He got a couple of balls out. I think one of the things that I thought about is like either like if Reynoso's getting hit a lot, move him around. Like maybe maybe make him go play in the left, switch with somebody else, make Lude play the ten, and just um, so that way he's able to release and create more of the offense. And that way Reynoso doesn't get double teamed so much. And I, and for a moment, Lude had chances where he was pushing the ball up himself, and he was being the yeah. starter of the offense. And at that point, Reynoso was more free range to move around and not be not be having to look over his shoulder the whole time. But I think you know yeah. that's. That's the thing is like, it was, it was like a chess match, right? Who's going to be able to, to implement their plan better than the other team. And unfortunately for, for three minutes, we just maybe, we couldn't
0: find it. Right. If you look at the passing maps, it's kind of funny. It, it looks like they were just chasing each other in circles, the entire game, because you, mm. you see it, most of Minnesota's passes and distribution went down the right side and it was the same for Houston. Uh going down there right side and attacking Minnesota's left. Um so obviously they they kind of felt out those weak spots early. But yeah, Lude Lude did a great job of kind of helping to start those counterattacks. That usually ends up being Ray, but he'd get dispossessed uh immediately out of the out of their third. Um Lude picked some of those up and that freed Fragapane and, and Renoso Um even Taylor was up there, just, you know, released and ready to run toward the goal a few times. Uh, And they strung those passes together. There were a couple of really good plays. Ray almost had a banger, (laughs) like 20th minute, something like that. So opportunities were there. I I mean, it was, yeah, it was there and, and they weren't dumb opportunities. It was like, you know, team, team effort opportunities that opened up, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in the end, two shots on goal, 14 shots total. And, and Dallas had like four on goal and three yeah, of yeah. them went in, three in a, row. a little help. I,
2: I mean, <laughs> as frustrating as the game was to watch, it was really, for me, entertaining to see how these two teams were trying to figure each other out at one point. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the fun part, but that was like the most, uh, well, that's the most enjoyable, the bike ride home was the most enjoyable. I'll tell you that you made about it. This game. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. I, it was good though. I gotta buy a helmet though. That's one thing I gotta do. I forgot yes, I lord. Tried to use, God I, damn it, Rodrigo! Come on, do you have you learned
0: nothing over the past week? <laughs> well, he doesn't. He doesn't know. have to ride past Wheeler. So I suppose that's, yeah, that's I true.
2: That's true. <laughs> and I also didn't take Saint Anthony. side streets. Okay. Yeah, yep. I take side streets. I, I I was smart and I asked on Twitter what's the safest way to get there, and I had like a lots of replies telling me, and I was like, you know, what? I didn't think of it that way, but you're right, yeah. So I did, but it was fun. Like, I I told I told G, and I was like, you know, we should do that just for the heck of it, because it's just we can just go hang out and have lunch at the stadium or something, you know, yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. So. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad
1: you can be my be my avatar for the next month or two biking. So thanks for that. Well, I, it's not like <laughs> I had a
2: choice, right? I mean, I had a I had I had tickets and this Nubia took the this is literally the so.
1: best weather for biking, which is why yeah I'm it really is yeah. frustrated. I'm just like I'm missing this. Um, but it, let's let's talk about this in a bigger context. Let's this is two losses now, same score line, six against, um, dropping six points. And the issue now is crunch time, five games left in the season. And we already mentioned Nashville and Portland are moving up. Nashville played last night as well, and they beat Austin handedly 3 0. So they move up. Portland play Atlanta in a few hours, recording on Sunday on regular Big Fox. And they're going to want to put on a show for a national TV audience. If they win, I think they would potentially jump as well as things they would they wouldn't jump Minnesota, but they p- maybe pass RSL. So the way things stand right now, Minnesota have already dropped from third to fifth in terms of points with all these other guys surging. It's, uh, it's getting a little, little tense, a little, uh, nerve wracking. I mean, you know, there, we were talking about being good to solidify things and kind of wrap up one of these, a top three right. finish and get a home playoff. And now it's just like, can we hold on for a playoff? i throw to you. But that's, that's
2: you know, ML, MLS decision day. That's what that's all about, right? Trying to figure out who's going to make it or not. And last year
1: it came but, down But I guess my that. point is, though, yes, I hear what you're saying. But at, but at one point, like a week ago, we were like decision day with no panic. And now it's decision day. Do we even get a fucking postseason? <laughs> that's what I'm talking but, about.
2: No, but then you also have to look at what's what the rest of the games are, right? Portland is another team that, similar to Dallas, as we always had a, a struggle with, right? So there's a possibility of winning or losing points.
1: Well, they said no Reynoso and no uh, who's the other one? It's out Fragapane. No Fragapane,
2: right? But
0: they've okay. they've done it without they've done it without those two guys before. It's true. It's not yeah. it's not going to be like Salt Lake where they're resting. The entire front four it's going to be two guys out and a little rotation maybe that's when when ludes st- steps up maybe he takes right. that 10 spot right. but maybe we switch for a formation.
2: for two yeah. you know
0: they've done it before um in terms of defense uh one of the things boxy said afterwards was you know you you get these warnings sometimes about what you're how what you're doing maybe isn't working but they're getting those warnings now versus, you know, in the final matches of the season, they still have five to kind of figure that out, um, step it up, and it's going to be against teams, like Rodrigo was saying, that are very much like the teams that they've just played. Um, sure. So now that you know it's where you're... So well, well yeah, it's, it's going to be like that, but it doesn't mean that, I mean... It's not over by any means. Oh no, no, of course. Crazy things I'm happen. I just get,
1: I just get nervous. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, well, it, but like, <laughs> I mean, there's there's five games to go. There's that's 15 points on the table. Um, you
2: probably need 10 to really stay. Out, yeah. Yeah. 15 yeah. points or plus to be able to make a playoff.
0: So. And they've they've done it with less. And now that they know yeah. exactly where those weaknesses are, they've got a whole week of of tape to to look at and figure out how to fix that um and portland there i mean portland side it hasn't changed too much since the last time that they faced them same thing with la um
2: uh, I Think they're gonna WGB. be
0: Whew. yeah yeah i mean that's gonna that's a whole I mean, other thing it's, i'm, it's I'm really glad that they're going because... i'm glad they're going to portland first before dealing right. with la again If it was the other way around, I would feel less. I would feel less.
1: Yeah,
2: LAFC is struggling too. So that's really interesting. That's what I was
1: going to say. Yeah. They dropped to Houston. So that
2: should be an interesting game. Like let's look at it. Portland, LAFC, Sporting KC, San Jose, and Vancouver. So literally like our last two games, if we need six points, if we need two wins, are very doable. You got San Jose, right? Who just... Again, signed another Peruvian, Trauco, so um, replacing Marco Lopez, who left, which is, and then you got Vancouver. So I think the chances of making the playoffs are good. Um, You just have to be able to play and figure out what is the best way to support your your defensive four and, and figure that out. Like Mende Garcia, I think makes some good runs, but I've yet to see him shoot seriously. I don't want him to be another forward or pass the ball first. I want someone to be greedy and just shoot the darn ball. Right. Um, I think, I think Jogo is going to be able to get some playing time and I'm happy about that because I think he has a good upside, but also what I've seen, he he seems to be a decent six. So if will trap is not fully, fully ready, mentally or prepared, whatever, just give the kid a try. Then you can bring in world trap. You know what you can get Will trap. You don't know yet, but you can get with Jogo at this moment. So
1: um all right well we will pay attention it's going to be uh it's it's probably going to be dramatic for better or worse um let's Rodrigo. you want to talk about actually both of you wanted to talk about uh philadelphia new york red bulls a little bit last night so philly wins the match 2-0 but that's not really the narrative here um go ahead and take it from there
2: yeah so um there was an incident in with new york red bulls drew yearwood uh was issued a red card after frustration of not getting the ball. The ball's out of bounds. Um, literally just drills the ball into the stands and hits fans. Um, you know, he tries to go and apologize. I believe he hit more two people or more one child and another person. Um, mm-hmm. He tries to go in and apologize and they just literally, you know, they don't want his apology. They don't want him to get out of there and he gets the red card. And I'm pretty sure he's, he's very remorseful from, from the get go. But like at the same time, you know, when we had the situation with Ochoa kicking into the stands and people dismissing the aspect that is that it's even though it was a different situation, it, it, it's still dangerous. Like a ball,
0: mm-hmm.
2: a ball kicked by a professional player is different than a ball kicked from someone who plays wreck balls. <laughs> I, mean, like, yeah. I mean it's yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's <laughs> that's exactly the reason that there there's a rule against kicking a ball into the stands because it can be uh so dangerous um and and that woman was hit directly in the face uh we've seen it happen um before with with the Eastern Conference teams a few years ago uh i believe it was also Red Bulls um same thing cuckoo? happened right yeah, on I think so, yeah. yeah yep it was that one Um, but yeah, it's, it's dangerous. Well, I'm, he may be remorseful, but, um, you know, you can't do something like that and and really expect nothing to come from it. And he's been in the game long enough that he should know that, you know, you have to restrain yourself from, from such dumb things. Um, right so yeah or, or, I would, or if you I would need to like take season, out
1: the aggression just turn and like boot it straight up kind of a thing like don't kick it at the at the freaking crowd right
0: from from two feet away from the ad boards yeah, yeah. right um i don't know how you think that's gonna go any other way but um yeah i mean i, mean, I think his is. i think his season's done if if you consider the the precedent set by kaku it's it's gonna be yeah a few games and then the um, Red
2: Bulls put out a statement. So their statement is: uh, the safety of everyone that attends our events at Red Bull Arena is the is of utmost importance to our organization. Drew is incredibly remorseful and knows his actions were inexcusable. We will take measures to discourage this form from occurring again. We, along with Drew, will continue to stay in contact with the families to check in their well-being. It's like, how do you discourage this? That's what I want to know.
0: Well, that's. I'm kind of wondering if maybe. I mean, there's going to be the action by the MLS disciplinary committee, but I kind of wonder if the Red Bulls themselves will will add a couple of games or an additional fine on him, um, to to set that precedent again that that you can't do that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's for sure going to hear from the disciplinary committee. I'm sure it's going to be more than the red card, the one yeah. red card suspension. Yeah.
1: Um But. Yeah. can you really as a supporter i'm trying to think bridget this is probably a question for you um is there legal president can you press charges if something like that happens or is it like a clause go ahead
0: i mean on, on your back when we had paper tickets there was the the clause on the back that said that you're taking responsibility you're, you're waiving liability for anything That's what I was that, wondering. Should, that should happen like that um, at the same time, if it's something like blatant like that, where it's like reckless endangerment and not just mm-hmm. something like, you know, balls go into the stands all the time. Um, I think you can. I'm not sure that it's happened in soccer. I know that there have been lawsuits in baseball. Um, right. You know, smaller, harder balls that travel faster um i'm not sure that it's happened in soccer but uh, i think i think it i think you can bring legal action and and have a standing if there's something like blatantly or belligerent or you know anything like that but
2: yeah i think i think so too is just you know it's it's usually dealt
0: with by the club level mm -hmm. so
2: yeah And, and plus i mean if if this continues to be a trend, who knows? Maybe we'll be watching the game behind taller fences, you know what I mean? So um, but yeah, I mean I hope
1: not. that, that that's kind of the, the joy of the whole exactly, situation. Right? But
2: I know. mean, it, it, and and Drew was remorseful, you know. He wanted to apologize. His statement was I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart to the fans who were hit by the ball. I kicked on the side of his match, my emotions got the best of me on this day, and I've let down the entire organization, every every single New York Red Bulls fan. Hope the fans are okay and they can forgive me. And that's the thing, is like he's gonna have to live with that, right? Because I don't know if yeah, want, I don't gonna, know if you personally get hits with the face, you want to forgive someone. Philly
0: was I guess Philly was chanting a hole, like as he was
2: yeah. right.
0: And I mean credit credit to the official too, who who showed him the yellow, but Drew has his back to him because he's getting ready to to he's trying to get up into the stands to go check on them. Um and the official didn't you know, didn't yell at him to come back and and face the yellow. The official just turned his attention right to, um, right to those fans as well. Uh, So focus shifted fairly quickly from, from on pitch to off, um, which was good to see. It wasn't a, you know, deal with the player and then deal with the situation later. They, they went directly to that. So,
1: well, let's, let's end the section here with a little positivity and it's just generally the U.S. women's national team. Um, i watched about well i can tell you exactly how much i watched 25 minutes with my daughter and uh it was uh, you know a, t- a typical performance in a lot of ways it was cool to see nigeria play out there as well but the smith goal was great just coming off of a garbage clearance that basically ended up one time back to her and she just takes it and puts it away and then Lindsay Horan doing Lindsay Horan things just buries the thing, and at that point it yeah. <laughs> looks She's like it's over. I'm like, yeah, it's over. Lindsay, <laughs> four, Lindsay looks four so great. Your final.
2: <laughs> Lindsay looks great to be honest. Um, yeah. That move outside of the U.S. has been a godsend for her. She's playing lights out and looking forward to the World Cup and her being the MVP. To be honest, because I don't, I don't yeah. know who else is going to be able to step up. um to do all that kind of work that she's doing, but I mean, just I, I always like whenever I watch friendlies, it's like I'm glad that the other team is getting money to be able to, to just like that. Yeah, that, that lessens the blow, right? So.
1: Yeah, you're right, you're right. Nigeria getting paid for Game, sure. Games um, like
0: that, you know that they're getting something for it, so yes, yeah. yeah,
1: yes, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, that's the reason was, that was, they
0: put up with those scores,
1: yes, because <laughs> they're getting. I was just gonna say, it, it was a very special day when you can turn on like. Regular broadcast TV, and there was women's national team, EPL, and I think Univision had a MLS match all at the same time. I was like, and "This is a great I was, problem I was to at, have."
0: <laughs> I was at Blackheart in the morning, and and I mean, the conversation constantly was, you know, which games should we? Bundesliga was was happening mm-hmm. as well, so it was kind of, you know, who's watching what, and how many people, and which TVs should we put them on, and. And then people started coming in and saying, Hey, looking at all the TVs and you see EPL, MLS, uh, Bundesliga, <laughs> and they say, these people coming into the black art go, We've never been here before, but can you can you show the women's nationals team game? And it was, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they they put it up on the big screen and a couple of the side screens. And yeah, I mean, people people are watching it. You put it on TV, people are watching it. And yes. um People are asking for it too, which was cool. I've yeah. I've been
1: to the Black Heart in a very long time, but I, I just can't imagine like ADHD would like get the best of me and my, my neck would be sore. I'd just be like bouncing yeah like game to game, TV to TV. in
2: in the morning uh, and I'm going to bring a bunch of like um a, a, a bunch of the petite baguettes from Nam and just bring some <laughs> other stuff. People cheese yes. to make people make themselves sandwiches over there just to be watch and have Perfect. coffee and you know, we, get, we got to work out on a way. Cause like, like I, I used to do that when I used to go to work and I, when we could, when I could work from home, sometimes I go in there and just do work. And I was like, Oh, this is great. I can do this here. And I was like, Mark has a very heavy pour on coffee, which is great. Yes. Um, um, but every once in a while, like people be like, Hey, you want a two day, two day old donut? I'm like, sure. Why not? I mean, it's, <laughs> I dip it in my coffee. It's going to be soft anyway. So yeah. It's just a yep. great atmosphere to go watch morning games because there isn't a lot of people mm-hmm. but you can just watch any game you really want to
1: yeah well keep working on the uh, patio situation that's the only way i'm ever going to get back there probably be nice but um let's uh let's take a break we'll do internationals <laughs>
0: Thank you very much for listening to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football
2: Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. Um, before we get started, we kind of wanted to talk about a more serious thing. Um, Portland Thorns just seem to keep on that, that whole organization just keeps on digging a hole in itself. But a report <laughs> uh, from from ESPN uh, sources says that Thorns owners Merritt Paulson urged Paul Riley. Which, if you don't know about Paul Riley, you make sure you do your Google search and fall down the deep, deep, deep rabbit hole, <laughs> um, because that's just a horrible rabbit hole to go into. But and it keeps getting Paulson. Deeper. Yeah, urged urge, uh, Paul Riley to opt out of the U.S. women national team job. And this this, this comes out of like um, when The Athletic reported that uh, Thorn players, uh, Manashim and Jeanette Farley uh, were logged in complaints against Riley. This is back in 2015. And then the Thorns, uh, you know, did their investigation. So these complaints were happening prior to 2015. And. Um, and in 2019, when, um, when Paul Riley um, was applying for the manager's job for the Jewish Women National Team, um, Mayor Paulson pretty much said, hey, you know, it would not be a good idea for, you for, for um, Riley to get the job just because, you know, they'll have to look at his background and they'll have to do some digging. And when all that digging comes up, our investigation will come up and you'll see that we fired him with merit right you know because we mm-hmm. actually did some really dumb things and really um horrible things to people right insert this power of people and you know that just might not be bode well for 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 riley in that sense right but everything for else anyone. you know we won't <laughs> talk about it yeah we, we won't talk about it unless you it's it's brought up so you know just make sure that we don't talk about it and and again, this is just one of those situations where you're like, can you really even go deeper and dig yourself a hole even deeper? Like, like I'm a Portland Thorns fan. Like, I have a kit. Every time I go anywhere, people are like, this is a great kit, you know? And I'm proud of what, the, but just overall, Merritt Paulson and just all the other stupid, idiotic, male-centric things that they've done just just it just it just baffles me as to yeah how is this person still in there and how how Merit Pulsman has been like a catalyst for a lot of those things that are that are trying to be keep hidden from U.S. women's soccer uh, NWSL and all the other stuff and we all know the NWSL is currently going through several investigations that are taking a while to go through but this is just and so I told you, I'm responsible. Like it's I just don't understand how like you made you fired someone, you did your due diligence, you did the investigation. you did right by by trying to do that. But then you don't decide or share that information with anyone else. You don't start to inform the league that you're in. You don't try to inform. Old forms of soccer, what this person might be associated with, or so we're talking prior to 2015. We're looking like five, six years. It's 2022. This person has been able to just walk around and still have access to coaching folks. And that just makes me mad. Like super mad. It's like and he,
0: you say how how much deeper can he dig this hole? Uh his apology immediately dug that hole deeper, saying that. Um, this information came from a tape uh, of a conversation that he thought was going to be private and that no one would ever hear about. Um, so he's claiming that, you know, their their privacy was uh, violated, um, that the reporters got this information uh, not in good faith uh, and are using it against them. So, I mean, their their apology for the whole thing was essentially... Sorry, right. you weren't supposed to hear about this. And the, <laughs> and the
2: funny thing of the apology, it was the Portland Thorns' Twitter account who replied to Carlisle's ESPN. They <laughs> re- yeah. put their statement in his thread instead of actually making a statement in their own. Like it's, it's just like seriously, this is this is unacceptable. We, I don't know how many times we have to say, but we'll continue saying it. But it's just I. I don't I don't get it like at one point you have to say enough is enough and this and you just have to be able to get Mara Paulson out of there like totally start over like rename the thorns for something else I don't know you know what whatever that is but yeah and you I mean, literally need to get rid of all the administrative people who have been hiding that's the
0: thing it's it's all of them obviously there's everyone is complicit uh right and and the more information we find the deeper that goes the further back that goes um and the more damning it is to the organization as a whole um I, it's one of those things you you wonder how it can get worse and then you continually continually right. see headlines that make it worse um, so n-
1: national game today for for the for the timbers at least do you all think there might be uh might be some actions or some TFO or smoke or all the above happening on national TV.
0: I mean, I think they have every single game. Yeah, still. they do that every single There's, game. So yeah, yeah. So I, I'm sure they some fans will try to to bring some strong more strongly worded TIFOs or, or two poles in there. Um we'll we'll see what security's instructions are in terms of uh what gets into the building. And I'm sure that uh, the national broadcast crew is well aware of of the situation and uh, knows that's what the other to, thing, right? Whether they even talk to about pan it, away from the, right. oh, they're yeah, they're exactly. not going to talk about it. They're not going to talk yeah. about it, not at all.
2: Okay, you guys remember how earlier said that the um, loons should adopt like a plushable Heath Day type of thing, just like RSL did. Yeah, I I, I withdraw my statement. I want plushable merit Paulson dolls. Like, <laughs> you know? And then, as, and then. As long as know, all of it's Portland.
1: flammable, it doesn't
2: matter. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It just, <laughs> you know, like, it's Carnaval over in Portland,
1: right? We just hey. burn everything down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't make a transition out of that, but uh, two internationals, <laughs> EPL. Well, okay, no, I got this. Holland from Norway, burning it all down. Uh, dude is absolutely on fire. Uh, I didn't put in here how many goals he has already in a few games. I think he's a double digits already, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Nottingham Forest midweek gets a hat trick. Uh, your final score oh, is Man City. Shoes. Man City six, Nottingham Forest nil. I mean, ouch. <laughs> But like, yeah. I think maybe we can just briefly talk about Holland. I mean, he is on fire. I'm I'm gonna look it up I, while you guys talk. Go ahead. No, but I, I think it's I
2: think at the beginning, like people expected him too much to do every like he, they expected this every game from the beginning of the season, right? And like I understand that, but like there's the adjustment period, and he's gonna have these games when he plays. You know, the bottom third of the league. He's he's going to. He might just win the, he might just win the, the uh, the boot for for that aspect over. He might score six against someone, and that's a possibility, and that's what you get from Holland. But I think overall, I mean, I think he's doing great. And I'm sorry, it has to be against the tricky trees because I like that name of that of that team, and just that them from Forest and Robin Hood and all the other stuff. Anyways, yeah. So it's just, but I are you really surprised though?
0: I kind of wish he wasn't playing for Man City just so I could enjoy it more. And actually, like, yeah, that's watching.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, it could be really fun as a neutral just to kind of watch him through the season and, and see what he does. Um, yeah, he's. It's insane.
1: <laughs> oh, Bridget. Ten goals I... three matches. That's ridiculous. Just...
2: I got to uh, ridiculous. watch the
1: re- no the
2: highlights of the Liverpool Newcastle game. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad. How do you add 5 minutes of extra time and then you let it go to 98? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know.
0: There was a there was a Heath or sorry, <laughs> good lord. There was a clap choke afterwards. Um for Heath. He goes, I said to the official, five minutes isn't enough. We need just a little more time. And he gave us eight and we made it work. Jeez. But that I was a
2: good I, game, though. I
0: didn't get to I didn't get to watch that one. I was I was at work and I couldn't get my um oh. Liverpool app feed to
2: to work. Um if you got the peacocks, you can watch it.
0: Yeah, I wow. need to. That might be the worst British action I've that. ever
1: heard in my life. That was pretty <laughs>
2: I wasn't trying to be British.
1: You oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever it was.
2: Yeah. Really, you know. <laughs> One day I'll, I'll bust up my uh my Luther uh accent and we'll see how that goes out.
1: I didn't get uh, Oh yeah, the, the the uh the derby, that's what you were talking about, Bridget? Yeah.
0: Well, the yeah. derby was yesterday. He signing him out with her, the the midweek, uh, yeah, the mid-week uh, match, Maya. but but yeah, mercy sides every yesterday. Um, I did not get up at 6.30 to go to the bar. Uh, I did think about it, but I was not mobile at 6. Um, ended up being <laughs> 0-0, but I guess it. I'm told that it was still a pretty entertaining game. Um, you know, Liverpool used up all of their goals uh, last week. Got that nine, hit that nine goal quota. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's a weird season.
1: Everton's taking it as a big W. woo <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: like, is... woohoo, we survived. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I, um Jeremy was in the press box at the United game last night. And he said, he's an Everton fan. He's like, I will take a 0-0 for the next two months. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs>
1: Stay above the line. That's all it takes.
0: <laughs> Just keep giving us the zero zero and everything will be fine.
1: You know, as, as a Goya supporter, solidarity. Um, we got to talk about uh, Brentford hosting Leeds. Brentford win 5 2, big win for them. Uh, the narrative here, though, is Wisconsin, Wisconsin hero Jesse Marsh. Um, I, is this the first ever U.S. citizen coach red card? I, I, did Bradley ever get a red card? I don't think he did.
2: I don't know. It's a good question.
1: An impressive one too. Like definitely getting in dude's face. Um, You can do some pretty clear lip reading as to what he's saying to the ref, but bam. Yep. He is sent packing. Uh, Congratulations, US. You did it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, Jesse in that that scene, that scene, he looks like he's one of the, the athletic, uh, directors on the field during a wisconsin badgers fan just getting into, oh yeah to someone totally has that yes, same deliver that. so i couldn't tell if jesse was funneling like being a coach in wisconsin or being a fan in wisconsin i couldn't tell which one it was
1: if, we'll if there up. was a well, they do have the Gator. Uh, man, he just needed to be closer to the Gatorade because I could have just seen him like taking a swing at that thing or like throwing it somewhere. Okay, that would have totally been, for... been coaching staff. Yeah, that, that yeah, over the coup de grace, yeah. right? Just like yeah. chuck the
2: Gatorade out on the field. <laughs> yeah. I still want to see Rain
0: by the Green Bay Packers. Right. Yeah. I still want to see
2: a Randy Moss moon celebration in soccer. <laughs> that's what I really want to mm. see. Like someone just dropped, you know, pretend to drop their pants and just do the Randy Moss moon and this.
1: Oh,
0: uh, I no, yeah. would do it.
1: Totally. Oh, yeah, it would. That would be the one. I would absolutely the one that's gotten us. the closest. It'd have to be was, to the Wonder Wall. Uh, yeah. Go
2: ahead. Probably. No. Um. You remember the Jorge Campos, the goalkeeper? Of course. Remember in the yeah. World Cup when he was trying to change his shorts and he dropped?
1: Yes. <laughs> he dropped. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> And then he got a yellow for drop these shirts.
0: <laughs> He's like, I
2: didn't
1: mean to. That I was like, was I didn't accidental. mean to. It. That was I'm hilarious. I'm just short.
0: Oh, <laughs> boy.
1: Can't fit into these men's <laughs> large.
0: Shorts don't stand up. Yeah, So good. I got to roll up my pants.
2: I got to um, cut them somewhere. What else we got? Yeah. I miss Jorge Campos and his whole outfits. They were awesome.
1: They were amazing. Awesome. Oh, that's a great segue, though. I didn't even put this in the notes, but Mexico. You know the kits. kits? Yeah released for the cup are fired oh japan, they're so cool
2: oh my gosh japan
1: with the reversible Ooh. jacket you see that I, I i'm gonna that look one. right now Ooh. dude well I'll, I'll look afterwards but thank you for mentioning that very cool yeah at the game um, i
2: saw a, a little kid wearing a japan jersey and reminded me because uh, g has one but doesn't pet her anymore and like that, my brother actually got in japan and that 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 jersey i always liked the japan jersey because the blue and then uh, is is this the know. kit, Rodrigo, or the jacket? You say? No, the jacket. The jacket. Yeah, they have a reversible jacket.
0: This is Eric. This is the shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm looking super at.
2: Super cool. Okay. But but listen, listen. He, here's something talking about
1: kits. A great, lot great of you content know, for the audio audience here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, look a, lot these,
0: a lot of you it's know. It's great. That, <laughs> it's great. Go look at <laughs> it. Right. Go ahead, Rodrigo. <laughs>
2: Uh, no like in my household we have way more than our share of peruvian kits just because my parents will influence that and every time my mom comes in i was like just buy them and they're like why do you want to do that because at one point like my kids don't own a mexican kit and i go at one point they will and i think this is the re- <laughs> this is the year that they're going Let's to buy a mexican kit because i'm yeah. like i'm like they're yeah really I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad i said i'm not mad that's a that's a
1: damn good kit yep uh yep is, is so, hold on let me show you is, is this the thing am i doing the right one wait what are you thinking
2: yeah no is that the reversible yeah. one yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah. it's reversible cool. so you can wear both sides one side's blue and then the other one is that so
1: uh
2: I see. you know back in the 90s when you know reversibles were the fun thing yeah. to do right that's bringing uh, that okay. back
0: some teams some teams have brought that back and i wish like lower division and i wish more would do that I mean capitalism, it won't happen, but um.
2: <laughs> don't don't say that capitalism has a way to making it back.
0: That's really cool. All
1: right, okay, sorry Eric, coming back, coming back, coming, listeners, coming back. Listen Eric is just literally like <laughs> licking rabbit his phone. He's like, Oh, look at this one. <laughs> oh
0: rabbit hole he's, he's,
1: me. he's
2: practicing right. washing his hands all over again
0: <laughs> as he's oh. looking at these
1: kids yikes uh libertadores let's go here uh so we are into semi-finals now uh three Brazilian teams one Argentine team probability okay, we got gonna talk about is, the news it's gonna be another Brazilian final the, the what
2: okay so there's going to be a Brazil Argentina final in a Copa Libertadores and so you okay, the that's a bold news, prediction okay Please but continue. if there is okay if there is one okay I'll take it I'll take it back if there is one, what do you think of the current political situation and the oh attempt assassination of a vice yes. president by, by, by a Brazilian, by a Brazilian national. Now, do you imagine yes. what's going to happen? What TIFO do you put up in the stance?
1: We should, um, all right, hold on, Rodrigo. You're, you've thrown so much out right now. <laughs> you gotta, like Back up a little bit for listeners here. Uh, Bridget, <laughs> are you even aware of this, what he's talking about? No. Okay. First of all, let me just do this. Uh, Allegro Panarayan one over 1 nil over Palmeiras, big win for them. Uh, Velez Sarsfield host Flamengo, Flamengo in there and just like wipe the floor 4 0, which is why maybe they can come back, but they're down four goals and they have to go to Maracana. It's not going to be easy. Okay, great. Now to get to Rodrigo, on when was it? Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. right? Um, Kirshner, who's the vice president, pops out of her car, just do like an impromptu speech or whatever, like she's by her house, like in her neighborhood. And you know, there's a crowd gathered around, and she's just kind of like extemp speaking, doing her thing, and some asshole just pops in with a with a gun. Um, and shoots and it misfires amazingly i think i think there, there's apparently they found out there was five bullets in there i think one actually shot and it kind of grazes her ear which is again amazing so she survives the assassination attempt dude's tackled and probably pounded mma style i'm guessing he's he's incarcerated and taken obviously and then like rodrigo's referring to found out he's a brazilian guy yes of course at, at, at Yes. That the that Veles, the that Vellas Sarfield
2: and Flamingo match is gonna be really interesting on the yep. <laughs> and yep. the home and the second leg. I'm just saying, like we understand in poli- Latin America, politics and soccer are literally hand in hand sometimes. There, so.
1: there were some so see so he'd been living there for a while. It wasn't like he just took a plane over, like he'd been living in Buenos Aires for like five years oh, or something. Because like if, if that was true, like then that would be like the next Netflix uh well, special movie. Oh, you, you should have seen like i mean social media just like obviously did what they do and like the, the best one i think i saw was you know because independence day is coming up this week on the seventh and that could be just an absolute shit show um and then the election is in october which again everything that happened here thinking like j6 and uh just trump or Bolsonaro doing those kind of Trump and oh, Bolsonaro things. It's, yeah. it's going to be very scary. It's going to be very okay. scary. So keep keep these things on your radar. But what they were saying was like, oh, here it is. This is Brazil's new great export are fascists. They will assassinate leaders. Yay! Sarcasm. That was I, I sent this to my kids
2: right, and then and then Issa, aka Isa Watch at Hamlin said, I guess the CIA and the FBI are losing their touch when it comes to assassinations. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I said, that'd be a good TIFO. I like, it would that'd be... be a good yeah. TIFO.
1: <laughs> so, so, so to your point, though, if if somehow velez Sarsfield survive and they do get pick a final with either Pananá or o Palmeiras, man, you're right. I mean, even just going into Manacana, there might be some... Oof. Who knows? It's it's a right. it's well and there's already there's have a really no tension
2: between Argentina and Brazil because of the Copa America, I remember. Mm-hmm. No, was it the Copa America mm-hmm. or the qualifying? No, it was the qualifying game and was it yeah. I forget it was it a Copa America or qualifying game where like it was... Argentina got busted for sending players illegally so, like, there's yeah. there's already bad blood as it is soccer-wise, but now to add this into it, it's just going to be – it's going to be really – the Vela Sarfield game at home is going to be really interesting to see if anything pops up or anything. I'm not saying it should, but, yeah. yeah and, at at, at Maracaná, you mean? At Maracaná. Because yeah. they, they already Sorry, played in you you You're right. You're right. You're, you're right. right, right. Yep. At Maracaná, it should be really interesting. What one day we should do is just talk about all the political politics of Latin America related to soccer. <laughs> Because my dad and I had a conversation in the car just about everything that's going on.
1: Easily done in an hour. No problem. Yeah, no, no. So that's where we're going to stop this conversation now and we'll continue with the rest of the show. Man, I, that's it. Because if we keep going, I mean, we're, we're going to have like an eight hour show. Um, but yeah, just, there, there's there's so many layers and so many things. And um, I'm, I'm a little bit, if I'm being totally honest, I'm a little bit concerned for my cousin and her family. that are in Brasilia yeah. uh, this week. And the upcoming weeks just because I'm sure uh Bozo Nazis like mobilizing all of his people to do who knows what. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just pay attention, yeah. peeps, and hopefully things will be okay. But mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna be worse, whether it's gonna be this independence day this week or or the actual election. It's just gonna be a it's gonna be a mess, it's gonna be a nightmare.
2: Yeah, like I asked my <sighs> dad one question on the ride over to his appointment and literally turned into 45 minute conversation of just Peru, Colombia, Bolivia, Chile, Argentina and what could happen in Brazil. Yep. <laughs> and and Alaska, my parents 15. are going.
1: My my parents arrive on the 6th, the day before Independence Day. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but they're not going to be All they, right. they will be in Brasilia so they they'll be fine. Okay. All right uh good and that note we good uh, good story no 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 we need a good thing to end on please
2: okay you got one can't
1: leave can't leave it i I do not i I I do i do not (laughs) have a good one
2: i don't i don't know oh uh uh geez i don't know merit paulson really sucks i mean that's that's no that's not good um yeah i you know honestly like (laughs) um i will tell you that it's i've learned a lot um about what it's like to coach a high school team or at least be mm-hmm. in their presence and i've enjoyed yeah how's that going um it's going um it's interesting when you have a lot of different things you have to deal with right the logistics aspect of it but it's nice being around other folks that are willing to see you see the vision and try to make that vision happen i love our trainer i've always loved Lindsay um at como but she's great and like every time i have a question regarding Anything that have to do with that, like I am like, sort of like the appointee trainee, and um, because I can just like text her and like, look, this player should see you tomorrow. These three players should see you tomorrow. Don't let them escape your path, you know. Because it's great. I've I've had a lot of fun. The girls are getting better. It's it's a whole different perspective trying to create morale, and team building when you have such small dedicated time with them for like, you know, you have like two months with them and that's literally it. And you're supposed to make a result. So I hope to see some of you all uh, whenever we decide where we're playing uh, Mayor's Cup, but that should be a really interesting game. Cause I think both of these teams are pretty evenly matched as we stand right now. So.
1: Cool. See, we did it. We got, we got something kind of cool and positive out of it. There you go. All right. Nicely done. See
0: you later. All right.
1: Let's get out of here.
0: All right. Bye-bye
1: everybody Bye. everybody be safe. Drivers, please be respectful of cyclists and uh, enjoy your football.